I don't know whether you can hear me or not. Maybe some of what I'm saying will echo through. Welcome back to Trust God Bro, episode 25. Woo! Let's do it. <laughs> we got some Kansas blood in the studio today. That's right. <laughs> ben and Roki, we both got our lemon, cucumber, blackberry, a seltzer waters. And I mean, he's came all the way from Kansas just to do this podcast with you guys. Certainly. Um, no, not really. He's here <laughs> for other reasons, but um, I actually met Benton. Oh, this past summer, and I went to volunteer at Gateway Woods, uh, like a children's home, and uh, I met Benton, really super awesome guy. When I tell people, describe Benton, I say, he's a lot like me, just from Kansas, you know, big heart for discipleship and other dudes, and he, this is the story I tell people of like, also describe, like, you have your own business, right? Um, I do have a business in the summer. Uh-huh. Um, so it keeps me plenty busy. I enjoy it. Yeah. But. So like when you're running your business this summer and it, it's a bailing business, right? You bail hay. Yeah, people. custom hay. Custom hay bailing. So call Benton Roki. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, you, and I was doing my internship online when I wasn't helping out volunteering. And, um, and then the volunteer coordinator at the time was like, man, everyone, all my volunteers just are so important. They've, they're always doing these calls and things. And at the time you were on this call and you're like, shh, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to run a business. <laughs> and then right after that, you're like, oh, it's my mom. <laughs> and so if that gives you an impression of who Benton is, um, yeah, really fun loving, um, guy. So yeah, you, you, anything you just want to share about who you are, what do you do? Um, I mean, you kind of hit the Sorry. nail on the head. Um, <laughs> like Dayton said, I am a uh, Kansan at heart. Grew up in small town Kansas. Um, it's a great place to live and very rural. But uh, yeah, it's a little bit out in the boondocks, but I, I enjoy it a lot. But mm. I uh, have similar feelings towards you. I appreciated the experience we had at Gateway. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I think getting to serve alongside someone in the kingdom has been very impactful mm-hmm. and it's been awesome i think you can connect with a lot of christians um in that area mm. and so yeah it's been awesome i'm glad we're uh doing the podcast and thanks for having me yeah no ben i you just right up your alley i think you're really natural when it comes to talking but um in conversation so it can be a problem <laughs> <laughs> it can no i'm just kidding um, I didn't even introduce the topic. So today we're talking about trusting God when life is good. Um, threw some topics out there for Ben, and he this is the one he bit on. So um, I guess the start off of like is does that mean like um, is life going good for you now? Like, or first of all, what does it mean for life to go good? Yeah, like, I think would, that's yeah. I think that's an important question because I think a lot of times we equate life going good with, mm. oh, these are blessings from God. Mm. Um, and I'll agree. I mean, life has definitely been been going good for me. Like, I, I haven't necessarily had super challenging times. Um, yeah, there's definitely parts of my life where it's like, oh, that's not so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it begs us to ask the question, like, what is our purpose in life? Mm. Is our purpose in life to be comfortable? Mm. Um, is our purpose in life to enjoy the love of our comforts yeah. and to not be stretched because I think most people would agree with me that growth comes 
in mm. trying times. Yes. Um, the Bible repeats it over and over that when the church is purified, it's through fire. Mm. Um, and I think that, you know, sometimes we look at America and the prosperity we've had in the mm-hmm. last 80 years. Yeah. Or, I mean, there really hasn't been anything. Yeah, you could say, oh, the pandemic um, in 2020, which affected probably every American. Yeah. Um, Except the ones can, in, you know, Montana. Or I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Keep except going. the ones in rural Kansas. Sure, sure. <laughs> no, I mean, it definitely even affected us. Yeah. Um, and, and we can say, well, life isn't going good. But I think that's just... I think that's a check mm-hmm. on, um, I think it's super healthy in Christianity to have times like that, that can bring us back to, um, asking ourselves, what is it to live out the gospel and what, what mm-hmm. is it to live out Christianity? Yeah. Is it, um, only when life is going good or when life seems to be going good? Yeah. Like when, when, oh, I, I've got a good job. Mm-hmm. I'm making good money. I just got a promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, Your health. My family's healthy. Yeah. I don't have any health issues. Yeah. Um, you know, what I have multiple friends, you know, is that what we call good? Yeah. Is that um, the good life? Yeah. I mean, because at the end of this life, like, what is it? Like, what is our purpose? If mm. our purpose is to have a good job, save for retirement, you know, be friends with these friends or, you know, marry that person. Yeah. Um, I, I think we're missing the point uh, mm-hmm. because, I mean, it, as, an un, as an unbeliever, that is the things that we should call good. Sure. Um, but as a Christian, you know, our purpose is to glorify God. Mm-hmm. And if that's through hard times, that is very telling to mm-hmm. the world and to Christian or unbelievers. Yes. It's like the strongest witness and testimony of Christ and uh, I just think of the book of Revelation when um, this very like touching moment when the martyrs, the ones that have lost their lives for Christ, are the the picture is painted weird. I'm, I'm trying to go from my memory, but um, they're crying out like, "How long, O oh Lord, till you like make this right? You know, and you come back. Like, how long, Lord, would before you come back?" And the the martyrs are just like wanting for that day they lost their lives for the gospel like in the way revelation paints it it says the ones who overcome Mm -hmm. like you know overcome the life of being standing up for christ when it's not easy yeah you know and that's that's the life of a christian um so like i don't know should life for a christian i like there's there's like a paradigm here of like yes it's Jesus says, follow me, right? my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Uh, he says that, that you have joy, overflowing joy in him. Mm-hmm. But the paradigm is it's like hard, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyways, I guess continuing with this th- thread, um, is life going good for you now? Would you say that personally? Yeah, I mean, and like I alluded to earlier, um, I think it begs us to ask the question of what is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's important because... If we think good, um, as in, you know, life seems to be going the way I want it. Yeah. Or if we think good, as in, um, what does God have for me? And what is our response to um, living out our purpose? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I look at it more from a perspective of um, whether it's through hard times or trying times, Mm -hmm. um, goodness comes from living out the gospel. Mm. And... And our purpose is, I mean, why would we look for a purpose in something else than 
the creator who created us. Um, he created uh, created us with purpose. Mm. And if we look outside of Christianity um, or outside of God or Christ for mm. our purpose, um, we're going to come up empty. Mm. Whether it's whether it's when we've been through our career and we're on our deathbed or when something hits us upside you know, the head, whether it's, you know, something not going the way we wanted it to, um, mm-hmm. I think it'll challenge us. Yeah. Um, and so I think that we do need to ask ourselves the question, um, what is our purpose? What and are we living for? Yeah. yeah. What are we living for? Um, and yeah. So, yeah, I mean, life has been, and I think that, you know, times like, um, COVID and, and times like this can train us to understand, um, what it means to live out, um, our calling as Christians. Yeah. No, I totally agree. That, that I mean, that's well put. Um, yeah, and I guess for me, is life going good? <laughs> I think sometimes I can be really pessimistic about stuff. I think there's things mm-hmm. that have been have difficult, and not even for living for the gospel, but just because of life transition. Um, for me right now, starting a new job, living somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So like, there's that stuff there. But um, yeah, like everything you look into, like, oh, like your life is pretty great. I think most people looking in would might say that, but um, I think I've always wanted to like, um, I think I, I don't want that to happen. And this was a weird prayer I had for a long time. And I still pray this every once in a while. Like I want people to look at my life and say, like, I pity you. Like for people to say, like, if they're not a Christian, say, I pity the life that you live. Um, because you're living for the gospel so much. And and Paul says, like, if we have trusted in Christ alone in this world, then we are people most be pitied, you know? Yeah. People look in your life like, hey, like, you're the life you're living, I don't want to live that. And I think that's kind of the way Christians should yeah. live their lives. Does um, it look attractive? Mm. Not necessarily. I yeah. mean, does it look like we're going to have the, you know, um, lifestyle that it seems to be yeah. enjoyable in our culture? Yeah. Maybe not. But yeah, I'll have this conversation with anyone. I yes. mean, if you want depth and you want meaning in your yes. life, you will not find it in anything apart yes. from Christ. Because why look to something other than what we're created for? Exactly. Um, it, it, it will bring us empty. Yes. Emptiness and we'll, we'll have a void that's never filled. Yes. You know, it may look like weird in this time of life, you know, if you're living the Christian life, but it's paying out <laughs> eternal rewards you know Mm -hmm. um that's yeah you know it's like do christians i think christians should be living like the abundant life you know if that like that makes sense too that's i don't know we keep going back and forth but it's abundant life the abundant life is different than you think it is (laughs) yeah i mean i think that it kind of paints this dichotomy of yeah you know the american dream yes i mean i think that that's something that's something that i can struggle with too i mean i sometimes i can chase success Mm -hmm. as in you know, it's having money safe for retirement. Yeah. It's having, you know, the nice retirement home on the golf course. It's having, and are them things bad? No. But is that our purpose in life? And is that is what, is that what we're supposed to be pursuing yeah. before God? No. Yeah. Do, does God bless us with things like that? He can't. Yeah. Um, but I think we need to be careful because sometimes I think we place yes. all them things as in their blessings to us and blessings and, from God. Um, and sometimes they can be curses. Well, and I think the, the, like, obviously, like, those things are good. And the time it becomes dangerous is when you rely on that as your God and say, this is the thing that mm-hmm. brings my support. So that's why when we go through hard times, it's be, it's good 
that God strips things away for us because it makes us say, God, you're my support. Like, mm-hmm. I rely on you. And so it's like, but those th- good things that happen, like, you know, whatever it is in your life, like a job, like those are great things um, that <laughs> it's yeah. just part of who God is. Like, I mean, he is like a giver. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to be like an aesthetic of saying like, you know yeah. forget everything well and i think a good example of that uh-huh. is ecclesiastes yes. I, I love ecclesiastes um because i think sometimes we can we can think that that's what life yeah. is life is only you know this that and the other it's mm-hmm. only the possessive things that we um possess yeah um i mean you look at you look at solomon yeah i mean i, I love ecclesiastes because he he is i mean you you google search who is the wealthiest man to live it's king solomon yeah. he had everything Cattle. And at the end, he says, life is meaningless. There's no meaning except for the one who created us. Mm. And I think that Word. that's a great example to look to. I mean, we can look to wise guys in the Bible so we don't make the same mistake ourselves. <laughs> yeah. um, and I, I mean, we can have everything we want mm-hmm. and still be, you know, hopeless and, mm. and live life without meaning. Um, yeah. a, a good friend of mine, we actually had a conversation yeah. several years ago. And he's like, Ben, I think we could be homeless men and be the happiest two homeless men to ever walk the planet <laughs> and i i gotta be honest like that gave me the chills when we were talking about yeah. that because that's that's what it is to live yeah. out christian i mean we have a hope beyond this life yes um don't put your hope in something that you can lose quote. i mean that's a quote <laughs> by a good friend of mine um, yeah. that i just heard recently yeah yeah and um, i think that it's uh yeah it's very it's a very practical but very profound yeah. quote um, that we can all live by. Yeah. Here's a story. These Bavarian men, two Bavarian men, I think it's Bavarian. Maybe we got this wrong. These two guys, this is a while ago, sold themselves into slavery. Um, pretty much like, so they got, and as they're going on this ship, on this ship, never to see their family again, you know, all their friends, they're leaving because they sold themselves in slavery so they would be able to preach the gospel to these people, all these slaves on this remote island. And as they're leaving, they say like, may the lamb receive the reward for his sacrifice. And they're like, <laughs> and in much regard, it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're leaving everything that you thought was like dear. And, but that's like when Christ is most cherished yeah. is through risk. Um, it's because they understood the big picture. Yeah, they read the end of the book. Mm. They knew that there was a life awaiting them, yeah. and they wanted to leverage their life for the gospel. Mm. I mean, I think that's. I mean, it challenges me. Yeah. Um, and, and there can definitely be, um, places that we can spread the gospel. I mean, we all woke up this morning mm-hmm. with a platform, with an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a healthy. A place to recognize that hey we can be used no matter where we're at yeah but i think sometimes it's healthy to ask ourselves um where can i be put in a position to most mm-hmm. be used by god yeah um to be leveraged to, to leverage our lives for the gospel yeah um but yeah i mean i think that if we look to um earthly possess mm-hmm. possessions or uh wealth i mean the bible talks about money being the root of all kinds of evil Mm -hmm. um is it wrong no money can be used for the greatest things absolutely we can we can give money away we can use it to um do whatever we want for the kingdom yeah um but i mean i there was this uh pro football player yeah that he had this it it was fascinating to me because i'm thinking you know what 
I mean, these guys have got to be so satisfied making millions of dollars. Yeah, they have it all. Um, and he was an up-and-coming player in the NFL. Um, and he was actually a college football playing player in Kansas. And I was like, you know, I kind of followed him because he seems to be a super um, down-to-earth football player. Yeah. And so he, he had this post on his social media once, and it said, um, even amongst NFL players, he said, you have 2,000. You know, you make two thousand dollars, you want ten thousand. You make yeah. ten thousand, you want thirty thousand. You make thirty thousand, you want eighty thousand. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I, I can understand that, but you know, you start making the millions, that'll satisfy you. True. And he's like, no. He's like, you you start making the millions, um, you, you know, you make five million a year, you want ten million. Yeah. I mean, there there are guys that sit out of of the NFL seasons because they don't feel like they're getting paid enough, and they're getting paid millions. Yeah. And it, it just brings it back to reality mm. of, of, you know. That's not the fulfillment. That's not fulfilling. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's something that I asked myself, and I'm not sure if this is even a term or not, but it, it hit me last year when COVID mm. was um, around, was this this fact of circumstantial Christianity. And mm. I'm not even sure if it's a term. Maybe I made it up. Ben Roki, GM, <laughs> trademark. But, uh, I mean, I think we want to be Christians when we want to be Christian. Oh, uh-huh. times are going good. You know, who's who's really God? Is it me or is it the Creator God who created me? Yeah. You know, and it was actually something that fascinated me because when I was kind of studying this topic a little bit and doing a little bit of research, I was mm-hmm. chatting with some people, and I just would ask them. I was like, um, "Is it easier to trust God when life is good mm-hmm. or when life doesn't seem so good?" Yeah. And I got to be honest, most people said when life is good. Yeah. Which I was saying, well, it's it's got to be more challenging when life isn't good because we just think that oh, when life is good, it's all fun and dandy, and mm-hmm. and you know God's really blessing us. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the problem is so many times we rise up mm-hmm. and think we're God yeah. that we don't really need God because life is so good that we don't really need to ask Him, mm-hmm. you know, for direction because yeah. we feel like we're, you know, directing our lives. And so it really hit me um, about this consumeristic Christianity yeah. or circumstantial Christianity that, you know, we want God when we want him on our terms. Mm. Um, and I think that's very dangerous. And I think it's healthy to ask our, to ask ourselves or to pray prayers, yeah. you know, to God, put me in a position um, to where I can best know you and serve you huh. um, and to use my life, um, not for myself, but for you. Yeah. I mean, because it is the devil's best interest to deceive us. Mm-hmm. He's a deceiver, um, and that's what he's—that's what he's supposed to do. Yeah, I and mean, that's what he's out doing. I mean, I think most people know that, but it has actually challenged me lately mm-hmm. um, about this idea that the Bible portrays as, um, Satan mm-hmm. as an angel of light. Yeah, I mean, I think, and it's something that really hit me. Sing a beautiful um, tune, you know, <laughs> beautiful bars he dropped, and yeah, everyone fought like not everyone, you know, a third of the angels followed him because yeah. it was so beautiful. Yeah, I mean it. It's a very attractive. We think it's good. Um, actually, in in Corinthians, in Corinthians, Second Corinthians eleven, um, it's uh, verse fourteen. It says, "And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light." It is not surprising then if his servants also also masquerade as servants of righteousness, their end will be what their actions deserve. Um, and I think that's healthy to recognize yeah. that, you know, sometimes I think Satan can use good things in our lives, mm-hmm. so-called good things. Yeah. And we think they're blessings from God mm-hmm. um, to deceive us. And I think it's healthy to 
ask ourselves and to be aware of what some of these deceptions could be. Um, and it might be things that we actually think are blessings from God. Um, I think that's the way Satan works. He's not going to necessarily um, throw us completely out of the loop. He wants to twist us uh, just enough to confuse us. Yeah. And little by little. Mm. Um, so yeah, it definitely uh, it definitely challenges me. Um, Hmm. In that area of like, how how can I have a prayer or ask God to make me aware of some of the deceptions that yeah. Satan might but yeah. might be deceiving me? So, Whether it's trying to chase the American dream because yeah. I think that that's just God blessing me. Yeah. So what you're saying is, when life is good, I should sit down and ask myself, where first of all, you said, where is my purpose? Where am I going? But then to ask yourself, like God, like. How can I step into a situation to serve you, even if it's like hard, or like mm-hmm. asking God like for His guidance and through His Word? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like even when it's good to um, ask Him that. Okay. Gro- yeah, I mean, yeah, growth. Go ahead. Growth doesn't come in times that are comfortable. Yeah. If we really want to grow in our faith. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait. Why? Because how are we challenged? Uh huh. Um, and I think it's healthy to, uh-huh. and this is maybe something we can talk about as a kind of a wrap up. Yeah. Um, but growth doesn't come in times of being comfortable, mm-hmm. um, unless we ask ourselves a question and and pray the prayer. God help me open my eyes. Yeah. Um, that I can see what what you want me to do. Give me. Um, it can be scary, a scary prayer, but give me trials yeah. to help me grow in who you are. I mean, that's what Paul himself, yes. I mean, he praised God for trials. Yes. You know, I can whimper and complain when, you know, something kind of shakes me up. Yeah. But Paul, like, was thrilled by it. He's like, that's when you know that you're serving yeah. God. Paul's, is, yeah. I mean, Paul inspired me. He's, he's so sold out. Yeah. I mean, one of the most solid dudes in the Bible. Yeah. I So... I guess I want to make a distinction here too. God calls us to sacrifice, not suicide. So what I mean by that is that, and this is, you know, John Piper, he talks about this and don't waste your life. But he says that it's like, we're called to sacrifice for Christ, but not, he calls us also to be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. And so in the same way that like when you go into situations of like, you know, I'm not going to do something like, I don't know, completely stupid, like, um, but at the same time, I will risk, put myself in situations that are risky for the gospel. Um, but okay, so the question, did life go good for Paul? Do you think it went well? Do you think he had a good life? Did he live the good life? He had a very re- rewarding life. Hmm. We might not, we might not classify it as good, but from biblically speaking, Paul had a very good life. Mm-hmm. Um, was it easy? No, but that's what life is as a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, Paul inspires me, uh, Philippians one. I mean, we go through the life of Paul and he, you know, he, he talks about, you know, being in prison. He's like, you guys put me in prison. So what? Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, I'm going to start writing books to other churches. Mm-hmm. He's like, you guys killed me. He said, that's what I'd rather. He said, I'd, I'd rather go be with my God, mm-hmm. but they couldn't get rid of the guy. Yeah. I mean, because he was so sold out for the gospel. No, I mean, he, he fired crazy. me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then the the end of Second Corinthians eleven. He, you know, this is Paul. His life 
you know, in, in our terms, was far from being good. Yeah. But Paul was so satisfied. I mean, and it just made him so Dude. aware that yeah. he was in tune with the Bible because of his persecution. Yes. Um. I mean, he was prisoned several times, yeah. flogged severely, exposed to death, five times shipwrecked, um, five times whipped, three times beaten with rods, once stoned. I got that wrong. Three times shipwrecked, yeah. spent a night and a day in the sea. Yeah. His own countrymen, his own friends didn't like him. He was in danger of everything. Yeah. And yet, you know, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. Yeah. Um, and that's what our purpose is. Yeah. And dude, it's crazy. Like, just the physical part of it, of like, Paul was physically messed up. Like, I just see him, like, coming in, like, in all his boldness, but he steps up to whatever Jewish synagogue. He's probably, like, limping or whatever. He's, his body mm-hmm. has been through so much, torn open, and, like, not allowed to heal. Like, dude, like, Paul, he probably didn't. He looked uncomely or whatever the word is. I mean, probably, like, ugly or just, like, yeah, just I'm suffered. sure he probably wasn't an attractive dude, if that's what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, I mean, he suffered <laughs> so much. So it's like he, um, and on top of that, I mean, he took on stress. He was um, patient and loving churches. I mean, he was a man. I mean, he wasn't God. Yeah. Because, I mean, you see, when the demon-possessed um, girl came up behind him and he got so annoyed, he said, come out. Or <laughs> He turns around in his frustration and he commands to come out of her. You know, it's not like he was moved by compassion to do it. Mm-hmm. He was just so annoyed. He did it. So it's like he's, he's a man, too. But Yeah. Um, and we all have, I think we do all struggle with, you know, um, it's just only human of us to have them struggles. Um, yeah. and, and we are all tempted to, you know, turn the other way and forget what our meaning is in life. Yes. Um, but I do think that Paul does, um, uh, pay a very clear picture yeah. in Philippians one about, it's almost yeah. like he makes two columns uh-huh. and one column is everything the world has to offer. Uh-huh. Um, and basically says that's lost. And then he has Christ in the other column. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's what, that's gaining everything. You know, everything else this world mm. has to offer will be lost. Mm. But everything that's done for Christ is will gain. last. Dude, and it's gain. That's like the background of my phone. Uh, one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. And it's an anthem you can die by, live by. Um, you know, you may still be in your 20s. I may still be in my 20s, but... I'd die for the Bible, you know, and I think um, that's cool. So uh, something you can do in your life of like when times are going good, of, uh, Psalm 119 has this picture of God and his discipline of like asking God to discipline you that you might learn to love his statutes. And that's like so weird to think about. It, he says, it is good for me that I was afflicted that I might learn your statutes. He says, I know, O Lord, that your rules are righteous and that in faithfulness you have afflicted me. Um, <laughs> I mean, it keeps going on, um, but I think it paints a really good picture of God disciplines those he loves. Um, yeah. So, no, I think that's healthy because mm-hmm. um, I think sometimes we think it's trials. is like, you know, God's really trying to test us, mm-hmm. and he is, but I think that's loving because— he wants us to be so connected with him yeah. that we will always run to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think it's healthy to have trials um, because yeah, it, it ultimately makes us run back to our creator. Yeah. Um, 
That's good. Um, and I think that yeah. another thing about Paul mm-hmm. is like he calls suffering yeah. as a gift. I mean, a literal gift and something that that's given to us. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just seems so against what American culture seems. Yeah. You know, it's the, the, the last thing we want is to yeah. be suffering for what we believe in. Yeah. Um, and Paul calls it a gift. He's like, what can happen? Yeah. Oh, I might die. That's all. Sure. And I wouldn't say, don't be mistaken that, I mean, there will be no suffering in heaven. Like suffering is inherently evil, but like God, what he's about, Genesis fifty twenty, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. So in the same way, like you said, it is a gift, but like, you know. Suffering is temporary. Yes. It's yeah. not going to last. Yeah. So there's a purpose and a meaning, which gives a ton of hope for um, this whatever crap you got to go through of like, hey, this, if you're a Christian, God's working that for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And you can take that to the bank. Um, one thing I will say is I think that um, something that's opened my eyes a little bit is what if America's biggest thorn in the flesh, mm-hmm. which is kind of Paul's words, yeah. is comfort and ease. Hmm. What if that because we're so comfortable yeah. that that is the biggest thing holding Christianity back? Hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just a thought. Yeah. But. Hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean. It's really is can be isolating and just like the way it is American dream of like focus on yourself, pursue what you want. And, you know, we just get so wrapped up in this goal, this idea that we have to build this life that we really want to live that makes us forget what we're really made to do. Yeah, I think comfortability can be one of the devil's greatest tools. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm going to get these people so confused that they think time's of prosperity mm-hmm. and you know ease is i'm gonna confuse them with that yeah you know something mm-hmm. that looks so good but can be so deceptive and to take our minds off of of the yeah. god that created us and elevate us into a position where we think we're god yeah because we've got life going good for us yeah huh that's good um okay so how can I trust God when life is good? How do I do this? You know, we're talking about it. And, um, and, and another question, another way to word it would be, how have you trusted God when life is good? How do you do that? Like, dude, like I, you're, we're talking about this. But, you know, when the rubber meets the road and we step out of this little, little dinky place, um, you know, how are you going to do that? I think that, Number one, we need to be thankful uh-huh. for the good things God has given us. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, because I think that um, one of my buddies says there's only one requirement for happiness. And he said, and that is being thankful and grateful, especially for what Christ did for us. If mm-hmm. we're not thankful and grateful, then we're probably not going to be happy. Yeah. Um, so I think recognizing that... Um, what has what God has given yes. us and being thankful and grateful for that because that's not that's not always going to happen to yeah. us necessarily. We might not always have um, a time of of comfort or ease. Yeah, people might start betraying us because of our yeah. beliefs in Christ. People might start going against. I don't know what the future has yeah. for us. I don't know what it looks like in our lifetime. Yeah, but how can we use this moment to train for a future moment? Yeah. How can we use this moment? to train ourselves for something that 
may never even come to us in our lifetime, yeah. but come to our kids or the generation yeah. after that. Um, because we're not guaranteed easygoing life. Yeah. Um, and I think that being aware that life can be more difficult than what it is yeah. um, is healthy. And, you know, trusting that God, it, it's God's best intentions um, mm-hmm. to make us more and create us more into the image of his son. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So, is there things that you? Okay, I, so I, I'm sorry. I was trying to think of what I want to say. There's probably a category of people listening that would listen to this and be like, "I've never had a time when life is good." Like you know, just this thought process, kind of like cynical cynicism of like, life has never been good for me. And that's why yeah. you first said the first point of like thankfulness. That I think in some regard, you have been blessed. Dude, first of all, common grace that that God makes his love, like, given us life. You know, on he makes rain pour down on the just and the unjust that we're living in this common grace of, yeah, there's going to be hard times, but there's also some really good times. And uh, be thankful for that and receive that with thanksgiving and give glory to God for those things. Like those are good things to do and just realizing that life is a lot better than you probably think it is if you're that type of person that's thinking that because I think I'm that type of person right now I'd be <laughs> life isn't good but it really dude I have received that yeah um, I mean our life yeah might not seem good for us yeah our life might not ever seem good to us exactly in 95 years of living life may never seem good for yes, us we yeah. might live 110 years old um most likely that's not going to be the case. Sorry. That was me being 110. <laughs> but, you know, life might not seem to be good, but that doesn't mean that beyond this life, yeah, you know, life isn't going to be good. I mean, what is our hope in? Yeah. You know, if our hope is in this life, then, yeah, we're, we're going to be disappointed. Sure. And we should be because this life has nothing to offer. Mm. Um, if we put you know, any weight in what it has to offer. It has nothing. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So our hope is only in Christ. Yeah. No. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess the first part, thankfulness, is there anything else that you do, um, to trust God when life is good? I think another thing that can be helpful, um, is surrounding yourself with people, Mm -hmm. um, that they can have these conversations with you. Like, Hey, I'm really struggling. Like, yeah, Life just just sucks. I don't I don't know what to do. You know, nothing's going good. Um, yeah. And I think that that's healthy amongst Christianity that we have that the open conversation and dialogue with mm. other believers um, when life doesn't seem to be going good or when it does seem to be going good to challenge each other um, and not become too comfortable with um, what life you know where life has us right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's what I appreciate. I have so many friends that challenge me. Yeah, um, and, and I think challenging people is, is healthy because that is what uh, um, that's how we're that's how we can grow. Exactly, is when we're challenged. You want friends that will say like, "Hey, I think you need to change this in your life," or um, people that can see in and also, yeah. I mean, people you can have fun. I mean, with. just like a brother like Dayton. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone needs a Benton in their life. Um, 
All right, anything else you want to say about that? Um, far as like practical ways. Yeah, yeah. Just keep shooting if you got practical ways of you know how we can train ourselves. I think it is very healthy to um, proactively pray prayers um, that God will put us in a position to. Uh, and it, like I said earlier, mm-hmm. it's not always easy to ask prayers that go against maybe what might seem to you know be a little uncomfortable. Yeah. But to pray a prayer that God, I want you to use me and, and to bring tests and trials in my life that um, will help me understand who you are and what my purpose is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to become comfortable. Yeah. I don't want to become um, complacent and thinking that this is what life's about only to be disappointed. Yeah. Um, I mean, does that sound when you, when you, when you think about that, how, how does that make you feel becoming complacent? Like just living the rest of your life on cruise. I mean, I think it, there's no meaning in it. Yeah. You know? Um, so it can be, if we're unsatisfied, that's good. I think that it, I hope that we are unsatisfied. Yeah. If we are complacent. Um, because the only thing that's going to bring us satisfaction is Christ mm-hmm. and living out the gospel yeah. and our purpose. Hmm. So we've said thankfulness, friends, and prayer. Is there anything else you think? I mean, I think them three are definitely important. Yeah. Um, there's probably, obviously, everyone has their own unique set of yeah. um, things that they need yeah. um, individually to them. Yeah. Um, but I would say them three are definitely some, okay. probably more, some of the most important elements. Okay, that's cool. Um, so we're going to start wrapping up, but is there anything else that you'd like to share with people? You know, dude, like if a 20-year-old boy walk, walked up to you and said... What what's up, Ben? What would you what would you say? Anything else you want to share? I'd say hey. <laughs> no, I'd. I mean, that's kind of my personality. But I love yeah. I love having conversation with people. Yeah. Um, and and like I said, I, I'm more oriented to ask questions. Yeah. Um, and you know, depending on where the conversation goes, like th- that's kind of a, a question I ask people. It's like, so what is your purpose in life? Yeah. Um. It's very fascinating where that can go. Very. It's a great um, question to ask people. Yeah. It, I think it's a very healthy question yeah. because if our purpose in life is to, like I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, if our purpose in life is to mm-hmm. live the American dream and die with millions of dollars to our name, yeah. or, and not that that's wrong because we can definitely use that to leverage um, sure. for the kingdom, but, you know, if that's what our purpose is, yeah, then we're going to be disappointed. Yeah, um, no, I agree. So yeah, that that question can lead to a lot of awesome yeah. conversation. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, well, I just want to thank you um, for being on here. Do you have a verse you want to share for to take away or? No, you, I thought you did. I don't. Okay, <laughs> well, let's we'll let's go. Thanks for being on. Um, hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate the, it. The millions of. Listeners. listeners oh yeah dude the millions and millions of people it's been good to be with you guys <laughs> um so yeah number one christian podcast yeah number one no, <laughs> not quite but we i can't wait for part two here where where ben talks about dating um he's been no i'm just kidding but we <laughs> hey were, let's do it yeah part two i mean ben's got a, a it's wide, not really part two it's a whole nother podcast I, 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 you got that right um but 
Yeah, he's a dating expert. And also, <laughs> if you're interested in Ben, um, just reach out to the, my email and oh boy, I'll set this, up a date this with is you. Get, this is getting yeah. scary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. We got to shut this down. Um, but yeah, thanks for being on. Um, I'm going to do a podcast soon on a Q&A session. So send your questions in. I'll send the link in the description. Uh, but yeah, every episode we end off by saying, and that's how you trust God. So count us down. And that's how you trust God, bro.